It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are back live here on our big broadcast. We are coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, this is definitely a uh, fantastic interview. We're going to be talking with John Andrew Paris today. John, this music that you have out here is absolutely amazing tell me a little bit about how you got started doing this thing because uh you're you're doing some amazing amazing music man well listen uh i i really uh first of all i really appreciate you having me on today and um and thank you for the uh for the kind um compliments yes so uh, as far as uh, getting started, as uh, like my my original uh, uh, roots in music, or with just as particular just album? just how you got started doing the music thing, man. We we we, we all we all want to know your kind of origin story here. Tell us oh, all about oh, it, man. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, I I, I started uh, off uh, you know hearing a lot of music at home. My mom was always playing jazz music and classical music at the house, and. She uh, she could tell that I responded to it, and I always started piano lessons, you know, at nine. And I and really I, I was part of the band program from uh, from about uh, sixth grade on up through high school. And uh, so I do have an organic background in music. All right, uh, I understand some theory. I was in a jazz band um, and went through a lot of classical musical training. So uh, and that was really good. That really helped me out in. Pre- preparing me for writing my own material okay fantastic uh, and so we, at, at 18 well i guess at 16 I, I i got a i got a bass guitar from ups on valentine's day and uh I, that's where i always mark my beginning of um of, of starting out uh to write my own music but uh i i think what really started it is if we back up a few months and i heard pink floyd's dark side of the moon for the first time and it was like man i I want to be a I want to be a contemporary musician. The uh, the classical stuff and it, it's not for me. <laughs> so that's how things really got started. I was inspired. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. John Andrew Paris is with us today. He's a Texas electronic artist. He's with us today here on our big broadcast, and you're listening to us coast to coast at Border to Border on iHeartRadio today, and also. You can find us at themike.fun. That's themike.fun. So when you started out doing some of the music that you're doing, um, what were some of your goals? Uh, the the goals were, uh, and, and I guess this would be for, for this particular album here, um, the, my, my goals were, were to, to get out music that... Um, I think that some deep listeners would uh, would appreciate, okay, uh, and um, and also 
you know, have some com commercial viability too. You know, I wouldn't mind getting licensed by by some film people on this. I've always been told that uh, that my music was very cinematic, and um, and I, of course I have scored uh, a couple of films. But uh, you know, I'd like to be picked up by by some others out there. Uh, you know, get with some music supervisors here and there. Uh, but my main goal is to take people on a journey, you know, uh, kind of um, kind of an extraterrestrial journey. That's that's my that's my thing. Escape, kind of an escapist thing. Okay, that's great. That's great. John Andrew Paris with us today. He joins us here on our big program. So, how do people connect with you on social media, the websites, all these things? Well, uh, you know, as far as the social media goes, you, you know, I, uh, I I've made a lot of new Twitter friends. I, I wasn't I was so much as a savvy person on Twitter uh, as of late, but uh, but I've been inspired by my my um, by my PR person to really get that going, and that's been a, a great. Uh, uh, a great experience here over the last, uh, I guess, uh, about 10 days because um, I had uh, kind of left Twitter in the dust and, and, uh, but I really uh, learned to enjoy it. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a really uh, a decent program uh, before as far as uh, interacting with people on, on Facebook, did a lot of that, uh, did ran some Facebook ads. That's always helpful. And um, I've just got, a lot of friends in general out there, um, whether they be people I've met in the flesh or not, and uh, they've they've been supportive. They've known me for for many years. That's awesome. So we are going to go to some of your music. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about Almost Lost. We're going to play that here in a few moments. Okay. Well, so Almost Lost. Um, this is a um, this is a, a nice little story. I'd been. Um, I was uh, basically creating um, a, a guitar loop with a, with a, with a bunch of Vivo stuff, and, and there was layer upon layer of this really cool sound going on that had it had a, a very much a mystery sound. It, it, it's very mis mysterious in the way that it sounded uh, like some calling from a distant star, and then. I almost lost that recording, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna call this almost lost." And so I based, I based the creation of the uh, and and name of the uh, of the song around that, and then from there I just built on top of it, uh, layered uh, you know, you know my drums and my bass and any other keyboard stuff that was going on. And actually, some field, some some shortwave radio field recordings as well, and that's the background on Almost Lost. It was an Fantastic. Almost Lost recording. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we are going to do this. We are going to place you on a brief hold here on Skype, and we are going to play this track. And when we come back, we will keep chatting with Mr. Paris here on our big program. Right now, it's Almost Lost.
You're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. You're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. You're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. I kind of feel like I have to play that liner because whenever I talk to people on the phone, I have to tell them three times in a row just this exact same thing. So I feel like we got to play that liner three times in a row. But we are back here with John Andrew Paris. He's a Texas electronic music artist, and he joins us today here via the magic of the old Skip Skype. Yes, the old Skyper Rooney. And um, so where where do you get your influences from, your musical heroes? Tell us about this. Sure. Um, as far as my musical heroes go, uh, there's there's a lot of them, and now I, I guess I, I'll, I'll mention a few. Obviously, um, some of the ambient stuff that I that I've done. Uh, you're 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 going to have people like um, uh, Brian Eno, uh, Tim Heck, Finesse. Uh, you're going to have those those influences. Certainly, um, Miles Davis. I'm influenced by a lot of jazz musicians because of their um, because of the improvisational uh, side of of what they do. Like Miles Davis, uh, John Hassel. Uh, you know, Gary Newman is a um, uh, certainly a big influence on me. Mick Karn, uh, Casino versus Japan, great stuff by him. He's got uh, tons of of stuff that I, I really admire a lot. Um, and there's, uh, there's a handful there for you, <laughs> but there's, there's, there's many more. Certainly, as I mentioned before, you know, Pink Floyd was really kind of a, sort of the roots of a lot of the beginnings of, of my uh, contemporary art. So John Andrew Paris is with us today, Texas electronic music artist. He's with us today here on our big program and you're joining us each and every day over there at the mic.fun that's the mic.fun and he's with us today talking a little bit about music and and things of that nature so what attracted you to texas electronic music because i uh, i i can't tell you how much electronic music in that state seems to be completely different than some of the other states around the country that do electronic music well, I, I would say that it's probably a natural progression as I've been doing uh, music for, for quite some time. Uh, I think that I kind, of, I, I kind of migrated to electronic music just as, uh, as music sort of progressed in that direction. I mean, I started off being in rock bands and, um, and, uh, and then uh, experimental uh, bands. And then uh, I got into the electronic uh, scene because that just seemed to be the natural progression. And there are, there are a lot of artists who just kind of emerged from the, from the I would say, experimental and avant-garde backgrounds uh, around the Austin area who migrated to that. It, it just seemed the most logical progression to make. Fantastic. Well, we have got another track we are going to play, Witch Harvest. Tell us a little um, bit about this, and then we'll play this track. Um, appreciate that. Great. You know, Witch Harvest um, was inspired really from kind of the kind of the dark 80s type of influences. Um 
kind of like uh, well, there, there, there's, there's a more recent band called uh, The Soft Moon that on their first album they came out with all these songs that they reminded me of like a um, a future retro sort of eighty band and I really loved stuff that they were producing uh, and and part of that is some of the uh, inspiration for from for the sort of dark 80s type of um, type of sound from witch harvest I would say that that's where I kind of gleaned a lot of my inspiration from was that kind of a of a sound um, so there you have it well that's awesome well we're gonna do this we're gonna play you on a brief hold here we're gonna play this track it is Witch Harvest, and it's here.
Forest, and it is here on your big program. And you can get more information online at themike.fun. That's T-H-E-M-I-C dot F-U-N. And we go back to the Skype. We've got John Andrew Paris with us today. He joins us live. He's a Texas electronic music artist. He joins us here on our big program. So, John, as we wrap up here with you, my friend, how do people buy your music, get involved with you online, and support what you are doing, my friend? Well, uh, you know, first and foremost, one of one easy step is just to go to parismusiccorp.com. Fantastic. And, um, I, I mean, that will, you, you go there, it's a pretty simplified site where you can see icons for every platform that I'm, that I'm on, which is, you know, of course, Bandcamp and iTunes um, and, um, and of course, uh, Spotify, uh, YouTube, uh, they're all listed there. It's a, it's a, it's very simplistic, uh, some, uh, it's a very simplistic setup there. So you can go to parismusiccorp.com, uh, um, and, uh, you'll see icons for that. That'll take you to any of those, uh, platforms that it streams on or that you can purchase from. That's as easy as it can be. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks sure. for coming on our program and chatting with us. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank appreciate you so much. It, hey, I really appreciate it. Definitely. Well, we will talk to you soon, John. Have yourself a wonderful day. All right. Shout out to Shameless and Shauna. <laughs> she is fantastic. She is pretty damn amazing. So uh, you've got yourself a hell of a PR chick there, my friend. That, that... I, I can tell. I can tell, man. You have a good one. <laughs> Definitely. A lot of fun. Thank you, John. Right. There he goes. That's John Andrew Paris. Ooh. And that wraps it up here. From our big program, if you want to get a hold of us online, you can do so at JiggyJaguar.com. EDM Music Hub, that was definitely an EDM Music Hub artist. And we will definitely see you next time. Over to the border on the Rock Music Hub today. Also, KJagRadio.com as well. We have got a great guest joining us today here on our big program. Tara, who is with us? Tara, welcome to the uh, big program. How are you, my friend? Uh, good, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> now, uh, you have the, quite the reputation, a great, uh, great collection of music. Uh, before okay. before we kind of get going here, tell us about uh, how you got started doing the music thing. Um, it kind of just happened. I was, uh, I, I was always attracted to the drums and I wanted to play and I couldn't play because I was a girl. It wasn't ladylike. So <laughs> as you do, you know, you just keep doing your own thing. And I just, uh, did teach myself the drums. Uh, I just didn't tell anyone. And I just, uh, was part of a few punk rock bands and going to rehearsals after high school, stuff like that. And I just never stopped playing music. Then I just started playing bass, and then I was doing both in different bands. And then, you know, I was just like, oh, I need to, I have things to say. So I guess I'll just write music. And uh, that's how I started playing uh, guitar. Um, I'm a self-taught musician, and uh, I I just never stopped playing, really. (laughs) <laughs> I think that is tremendous that you are self-taught because I would have never guessed uh, just just oh, really? listen just listening to your music and everything I would have never guessed that you taught yourself how to do guitar. 
I uh, I, I really? was ex- I was expecting a uh, you know some some big story about why well, I met this person and they taught me this and that. So that that is that is tremendous, my friend. That is very very oh, wow. awesome. Very yeah. awesome. <laughs> now I still don't know what I play to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you're you're yeah. you're you're not doing a bad job, I'll have to say. You're uh, <laughs> you're you're making stuff happen, so I think that's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Now, uh, <laughs> you you have uh, just an amazing background. Uh, oh. Tell us tell us a little bit about this new single, "Illusion of Freedom." Okay. Um, so that's, um, I guess you're asking about immigration. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Tell us about all this stuff. Uh, so I, I, I just have a, a few stories about immigration. Just, uh, well, it started with my, my, my dad, really, because uh, he was born in, in Vietnam. And then uh, the whole family came to France um, because of the war and everything. So... I've been in between um, two cultures, like French culture and then Vietnamese culture. But then I uh, was very into uh, the whole American culture. So when I was 15, I, I moved to the U.S., uh, to Kentucky, actually. And I went to high school to Kentucky. So, you know, like being an immigrant, being around immigrants is, is, is just part of my life. And... Um, and then um, more recently, and I think that's what your main question is, yeah. uh, when I came back to the U.S. one time, I've, I've always had, like, different types of visa, and I had an artist visa. And for some reason, the, uh, the immigration officer had the idea that I overstayed my visa for, by one day and <laughs> put me in jail for that. But wow, that anyone is Anyone who's been... <laughs> Anyone who's been to the U.S. knows that you can't really talk to an officer <laughs> telling them that they're wrong. So you just kind of have to go with it because that's, otherwise it's, it's just wrong. Yeah, um, yeah it turns out, um, yeah, they, they arrested me in New York with Interpol, like started questioning me. I, I found out <laughs> recently that I have a whole like FBI file. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> Are you like really okay, you know. So it, it's just ridiculous because I I actually never overstayed. I could afterwards prove that he was wrong, but not at the time. So yeah, fun stuff. That but, is um, that is just so gave ridiculous. Me some yes, <laughs> to write it, about. <laughs> it is it, it it is ridiculous to think that you overstay your visa by one day, and there's oh, all yeah. this trouble that you're in. It just, oh, for sure. <laughs> I just it's, can't. It's, the, the whole thing, the whole thing was so ridiculous that it, so they even escorted me back to France, and and people in the in the plane were looking at me as if I was a criminal. Of I course, of act, course. Like, yeah. and I'm like, no, I actually didn't do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then, um, <laughs> I was traveling. I had a layover in Switzerland and then the the guy looks at me he's like, what did you do? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and then so I explained that to him and then he's like, Americans are ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, like, we are. Yes, yeah. we are very ridiculous. 
Uh, you know, we are we, we, we are so ridiculous that uh, a, a small group of us elected a uh, reality show star to run the country for four years. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tara Who with us today. They join us live here on a broadcast. You can get more information on Instagram. It is Instagram.com slash Tara Who. And uh, also... Uh, Tara Who is available on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and of course the website TaraWho.com. So, tell tell me a little bit about why the name Tara Who, because this there's got to be a story behind this. Well, there's a long and a very short story, um, <laughs> so I can try to do a combination of both. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, Gosh, okay. I'll try to do a combo of, of both. Okay. Yes, my, my, yes. My real, my real name is not Tara. <laughs> it's just that when I was in France, <laughs> when I was in France, uh, there was another artist that was uh, kind of exploding at the same time as we were doing music. But she's French rap, and I was underground punk rock and everything. So when I started like uh, get, booking gigs, people were like, oh, hell yes, but then we would go out there and we we're like, yay, punk rock, and they're like, wait, what, <laughs> you know, or we wouldn't get the gig because they thought that we were French rap, and the thing is, that artist happened to also be half French, half Vietnamese, never used her image, uh, so people thought that I was her, you know, so I was wow. like, okay, well, I have to go by another name. So I started thinking about that, and I'm very tuned into anything that's Buddhism and all that. And then there's this goddess, Tara, that I I can really relate to. She's the goddess of compassion uh, to humans, you know. And uh, so I looked into it, and I was like, oh, great, I'm going to do Tara. I'm going to add an H to it. That way it's not obvious, blah, blah, blah. And then when I um, started uh, getting a lot of gigs, and I was coming up with band names, and they were all terrible, and my bandmates at the time were like, well, how about Tara Who? You know, and I'm like, okay, fuck. Anyway, we're going to change it later. But that was, you know, in 2006. And I think it's a little too late now to change that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Tara Who that's, with that's us it. today. Uh, she joins us live here in our broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. Also, the Rock Music Hub as well. And you can get more information on our website at JiggyJaguar.com, also KJagRadio.com, and uh, we are going to post this full interview, video and audio, at our website, TheMic.Fun, and uh, Tara Hu with us today joins us live here on our big program. So we have uh, the most recent single here that we are going to play here in a few, and I know just because I always refer to myself as Jiggy Jag, the ugly American, I know I'm going to butcher... This uh, <laughs> the name of this single. So bear with me. Is it La Petite Boche? Bush. Bush. Okay, I I knew I was yeah. going to butcher that. But that was very. I, that was that was actually pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. So uh, yeah, so, yeah. so tell us a little bit about this single, and then we're going to play it here in a few moments. Yes, uh, well, uh, I actually wrote that song like a few years ago for my mom. Um, I know, it's cute. But it was like for, for Mother's Day. It was kind of like a gift. And, and because initially this new album coming out in September was supposed to be called Exposed, where I exposed more of feelings or 
things that happened to me when I was a child and stuff like that. I was like, well, this is going to be a good title to fit in because I'm exposing my my feelings, you know, and stuff like that, like to my mom, which is, you know, things that, you know, usually you keep to yourself or between the family, but not like out there. So um, that's what the song is about. And then the title is because my mom was born from a German soldier and um, and a French mother. And at the time, obviously, during World War II, um, it was uh, no, no bueno. So um, when she was a child, the, the, name, the children were naming her, calling her La Petite Bush, obviously as an insult. Um, so, and she really suffered from that. So I, I wanted to use that for two reasons. One, to remember that time of history, but also to remind people today and children today that it's not nice to call other kids. Uh, names, you know, you don't know their background, you don't, you, you don't know anything about anyone, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. So don't don't call each other names, you know. So that was that's the awesome. reason why that that yeah. that is a fantastic message. And uh, thanks for doing this interview, and uh, thanks for getting this the, this song made. And uh, we are gonna <laughs> play it. I, I I appreciate you being Thank with you. us today. <laughs> th- th- thanks for coming on and. Uh, and chatting with us, and uh, have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to play that right now here on our big program. was Tara Who. Thanks for joining us today here on our big program. You can get more information on the web 
We will have the complete interview up on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. Also, the Mike.fun as well. Thanks for joining us here on social media and the web and everywhere else. This has been a special edition of the Rock Music Hub. We will see you next time. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It is the big broadcast. We are live on iHeartRadio today, also amfm247.com. Tune in, iTunes. You can find us each and every day on 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. And uh, I just don't even know what to say anymore. This moron now has decided to, it it is the Petty Murphy update, and of course we all know what that means. Yes, yes, for whatever reason, we have to do it. We have to update you on Petty Murphy, the biggest star in the business. This guy is, uh, you know, they used to talk about on uh, wrestling, they used to say he is a... uh, he is a, a two-buck chuck or whatever. Um, I'm starting to believe that Petty Murphy is a two-toned chuck. This guy is such a damn buffoon, and he continues to be a damn buffoon. Oh. I just don't understand why this guy has popped up out of absolutely nowhere, but he is back. Yes. All I do, all I do, all I do is count money. All I do. That is the exact opposite of what Petty Murphy does because he has none. Uh, It is the Petty Murphy update, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. And we have a new update. Petty Murphy is back. He has now brought more people into the mix. At first he had me, then he had Big Will, and now he's bringing in another bunch of people. He posted on the old Facebook, oh, the Facebook, as the great Johnny Kim would say, My mental is being tested today because irrelevant mofos can't can't seem to mind the business that pays them. Yes, he's trying to get that phrase over, and it's not getting over still. He says, stalking the Petty Murphy Project page. No, I'm not stalking anything. I get updates from people about you. They send me screenshots. I can guarantee you, you might want to go through your friends list because a lot of your friends are my friends and they're sending me updates. Laughing at the promo video that Billy Black and Mild Hutton worked his ass off Friday to create. We're laughing our ass off about a video that no one's watched. The most hated. Then I remembered that these people are beneath me, but I continue to talk about them. But they do need to be put in their place, and I know the most high. Snoop Dogg? 
sees that they're doing and trust and believe no good luck will come to them because karma is a bitch. You know, I know karma. Karma RX, the porn star. And I'll tell you, every year when the, when the porn marks grab her boobs at the AVN Awards in Vegas, she punches them in the face. So, yes, they might consider her a bitch. Uh, Betty Murphy is back. I still don't understand what's going on here. So let's do this. I've never seen this video. I don't even know what he is talking about. He said there is a video that has been put out by Billy Black and Mild Hutton, who, by the way, I know him as well. And last I checked, he had really good videos that he put together because he has very, very good equipment. So... I don't understand what he's talking about. And you know what I think is funny about Petty Murphy? Is I go over to his Facebook page to try to find this video. It's not there. He has an event coming up. He has an event coming up that he's not promoting. What? How do you have an event that you're producing, that you're putting money into, that you are not promoting? Wow, that is amazing. Okay, well, let's do this. Let's find this video that Billy Black and Mild Hutton produced. Going down this Saturday, May 28th. It's going down at Peerless. Hey, good evening, everybody. Okay, okay. Let's do this. I clicked on two different videos. Okay. This looks fine. And then he starts talking. And it ruins the whole thing. Why couldn't he have paid a voiceover person? You can do that. It's fairly easy. I have access to millions of voiceover people. There are websites you can get on and you can pay them $5. It's cheaper than sitting in a Panera Bread recording your podcast. And they will pro- they will produce a high-quality voiceover that you can put with this video that he's put together, which is fantastic. And you would have a great promo. I'm Penny I approve this message. And I approve this message. Hey, everybody. This is Penny Murphy. Thank you guys know that it is going down Saturday, May 28th, live at Peerless. For most hated suit and tie shit. First of all, I don't even know where Peerless is. 
And do the owners, are they aware that you're probably either not going to pay them or they're not going to have anybody in the bar that night? Are they aware of this? Do they know that they're going to be paying staff to be your entertainment? The staff at Peerless during this event are essentially seat fillers for an audience that you've never promoted to and that you can't get in the door. In East Douglas, we got performances from Turner Death Records, Satella STS, The Bonnie Paradox, Live Fast, Live Forever. Okay, so then he put an effect on this, and I can guarantee you this was probably advised by Black and Mild not to do, because people wouldn't understand what you're saying. And he went, oh, dog, it'll be cool. King John, PDG, the Bonnie Paradox, Bang, Sick and Twisted, and, of course, <laughs> you already know, Petty Murphy himself, everybody, DJ Three Fingers and DJ Frostbite on the ones and twos. Who and who? You must be 21 or over to get in and security... And then it cuts off. In the middle of the promo, when he starts giving you the advisories, it cuts off. Oh, my God. Okay. I think we may have to have a moratorium on this guy and just not talk about him anymore. Because this is ridiculous. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we have got more coming up. We have a great guest who, thank God... He's not going to put an effect on his voice, and I'll be able to actually ask him questions and hear him answer them. We've got more coming up. Welcome back. We are live. We are coast to coast. We're on Rock Music Hub today. Get a hold of us online at rockmusichub.com. And uh, we are going to go to our next guest here on our big program. You're going to join us live. And uh, we will go to Skype. And uh, we are going to go to this. Um, going to go to this Skype call here. We're going to get Rumasteen Hudson in here. we got our next guest, I believe, joining us today here on Skype. How are you, my friend? We cannot hear you. We've, we, we've got a visual. I can see you guys, but we cannot hear you. So I'm not sure what we need to do to to get that situation rectified. Uh, I'm getting a text here. I think I've got a... I'm not sure what... 
Let's see what I can do on my end here. Uh, it might be just as simple as hitting a button. Because I've had that happen to me in the past. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go to our next guest. We'll go to David Palalio. This guy. Hello. David, can you hear us, my friend? How are you? Yeah, how you doing, man? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, actually. Our last guest, we uh, I'm not sure what happened there. They had some audio technical issues, but uh, we have got a great guest with us today. So, David, tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to know? Well, I'm a New York City, uh, you know, kind of all blues guy. Okay, blues that, let, guy. Let, let, let's start there. How, how, how did you get involved in the blues, my brand? We'll start ah, there. Man, it's a long story. I mean, I think the first experience was seeing the Midnight Movie and Jimmy Page playing uh, uh, Since I've Been Loving You. And that kind of hooked me, you know, and um, uh, watching Song Remains the Same, you know, the Midnight Movie. Um, from there, it just kind of like creep, crept into my life. And then uh, uh, in, in like sometime like about maybe probably in the 90s or something, I happened upon a video called The Blues According to Lightning Hopkins, which is uh, directed by a guy um, that's amazing. And it, it I got introduced to Lightning Hopkins through that. And uh, that was it. That was kind of the end of it for me. It's, it's basically him on the you know on his acoustic playing like stomping in the dirt with Mance Lipscomb playing harp you know and it's just like it's just incredible you know because it's the visceral aspect of of the blues that that you really discover from it and uh, a guy named Les Blank was the filmmaker I don't know if you know of his films but he did a really cool film called A Poem as a Naked Person on Leon Russell okay. as well you know so um so yeah, so Lightning Hopkins got me in, and then of course, like from there, it was like you know I had I had already discovered Dylan and Lead Belly and stuff like that, um, and of course, moving to New York City when I moved here, I discovered Bob Dylan because I was blown away walking through the village that there were so many people and everybody was getting along, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. So that, Fantastic. that was kind of my introduction to folk music, and and then I really got into Bob Dylan from that. And then I think I got into, you know, uh, Lead Belly through, um, you know, listening to uh, to Bob and then and then kind of like got introduced to blues through that and kind of the Mississippi blues stuff. But, you know, I grew up on a lot of rock and roll. Like I grew up on Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and, and but uh, probably the one, of, you know, Neil Young. But one of the strongest influences in my life as a kid growing up was David Bowie. So I've always loved funk and soul and groove-oriented music. And, of course, you know, when I was a little kid, it was like, you know, everybody was going to the disco, you know, and I was too young, you know. So <laughs> the idea of, the, like, the disco music was always there – was, there were moments of disco music that was super cool to me. So, so yeah, it kind of, you know – it. You know, I, I, I say it's it's a blue, the new, you know, Strange Magic and the Righteous Wrongs is a blues record. 
but um, you know, it's a progressive blues. Um, uh, it's alternative blues, you know, for lack yeah. of a better term. I don't know. They don't have a genre for it yet, I guess. So, uh, with with you doing all the various things that that you've been involved in, um, you know, t- tell us about where where we get strange magic. T- t- tell us a little about mm-hmm. this. Well, I you know I've been a producer for a long time. I mean, I've 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 worked with a lot of. I've, uh, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of major artists as a as a sort of sound engineer, mixer, um, and a pro- an audio producer on a show called Live at the Artist End, which is on PBS. Yep. And uh, uh, so I got to work with everybody from like Nora Jones to Robert Plant to the Alabama Shakes, and um, and you know discovering songwriters uh, uh, in their like natural element. You know, uh, even like people like KT Tunstall, who was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Amy Mann, you know, and you'd really kind of people like Dirk Bentley, you know, and you'd you'd, you'd 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 understand after working on these shows. So I would mix, I would record and mix these shows and make them sound um, like a record as much as I could. And uh, if you happen to upon any of those series, you'll hear that they do sound pretty good. And um, oh yeah, so. Uh, you know, spent a lot of time on it. Really, really, really took a lot of time with it. So, uh, I remember seeing Nora Jones on the street uh, after we had done the work, and, and and I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" She's like, "Great, great." Um, she's like, "I said, did, so what did you think about the artist and thing?" And she's like, "I look so sweaty." <laughs> and I said, "No, I, what do you think about the way it, you know it sounded?" She's like, "Oh, it sounded amazing, but I look so sweaty." You know, so it's uh, it's always that you know the two the two the two prong sword you know the two prong thing, um, but so I got into doing a lot of production. I produced a, a, an artist for uh, Linda Perry uh, on Custard Records Universal. You know Linda Perry from Four Non Blondes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know Pink and and uh, and uh, Christina Aguilera. You know production and songwriting, and I got to write with her, which was amazing and. You know, just uh, and then the record came out, and then the record company kind of fumbled it, and and I just got really frustrated. I said, you know what, I'm just going to go back to doing my own thing because the whole time we were trying to find players for this artist that were like, you know, doing what I was doing on the record, and they just weren't cutting it, and I don't, I don't know why. You know, I'm I guess what I do is is kind of out of the box a little bit, and yeah. And, so we just couldn't find people that could do what I could do, and then and then so finally I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this myself. I'm just going to go back to doing it myself, and and I started a band called the Dead Exes, which is um, uh, it was me and a drummer, and uh, it was a lot of slide guitar. I call it like you know East Village thrash blues, and we played uh, and toured with uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard. Uh, I don't know if you know Ray, but we yeah, kind of got yeah. into this like Americana country thing, and we were we were a bit like the punk blues scene that you get in the Midwest. Um, so we played the deep blues festival, um, which was an amazing festival out in Minneapolis and, uh, and just, you know, got connected with guys like left lane cruiser and, uh, 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 possessed by Paul James, who's probably one of my favorite American songwriters right now. Um, awesome. I don't know if you're familiar with him, yep. but he's yep. amazing. Um, and uh, Conrad, we're both Florida boys too, by the way. So Conrad and I had the Florida kinship, you know. Um, but yeah, and then straight. So eventually, I was doing those shows, and we were doing the two piece, and it was kind of like it, 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 
it felt like it couldn't grow beyond this kind of punk blues thing. And I, I really wanted to get back to my kind of funkier, groovier soul music side. And that's why I started Strange Magic, because I wanted to make uh, uh, I wanted to make music again that was like fully produced and, and at least had, you know, <laughs> at least had bass in it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So that's where Strange Magic came about. And um, I ended up having a radio show in London from 2017 to 2018. And uh, I went on air as Strange Magic and I kind of just became this character. And I was like, all right, <laughs> that's awesome. That's it, you know. And I had, so I had like, like, like kind of like you're doing, you know, like a broad, you know, I was, I was podcasting it from here and then it was coming out in London. And, uh, you know, I got I got obsessed with like uh, Wolfman Jack and you know, ton of stuff, you know. And so I was like, "Strange Magic, yo, what's up, everybody?" You know. And they were kind of like, "Who the hell is this guy?" You know. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah. So I did That's that for awesome. a year. That was a lot of fun. And then through that, I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna call these records Strange Magic." And then you know, that's how it came about. So that was probably actually the first Strange Magic was 2015. So we probably started Strange Magic before, but um, so I've done. How many records? Is it like six albums and ten releases, something like that, for Strange Magics? First record being 2015, which is Lights On. And then uh, now the newest record just came out um, in uh, end of July. It's called uh, Strange Magic and the Righteous Wrongs. And I, that's how I think how you and I met, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So you you have you've put this all together you, you you've got a really cool thing here going what are some of your goals for this music stay alive stay alive in 2022 you know i mean i think uh just you know keep keep it it's funny i i'm so busy that i i often you know i used to kind of make goals for myself and stuff like that but because i'm so busy now i find myself just getting wrapped up in the day-to-day -day and and we're playing so much sometimes we're playing up to four shows a week in new york which is kind of ridiculous but you know since uh you know we had a pretty heavy lockdown here and everybody was I, where are you based we are in uh hutchinson kansas of all places okay where i've never been sounds pretty Be glad <laughs> <laughs> so uh so so strange magic city, you know, so. yes uh, so yeah, East Village. Yeah. So, uh, t tell me a little bit about your uh, your writing process and everything. Um, so the writing process is usually, you know, since I, I live in New York. I mean, I, let me go back to the plans for a second, then I'll come to that. But so yes, uh, you know, we're playing a lot, and and I uh, I'm going to be going down to New Orleans end of September, um, doing a couple of shows in New Orleans, uh, which I'm working out right now. Uh, there's a couple of like cool hotel rooftops that are going to be hosting me. Um, and uh, uh, it's going to be a little, I'm probably going to have like a combo. And then uh, when I come back, I want to, I got this old vintage Land Cruiser and uh, I really love it. So I'm thinking about just rolling down and I want to do the, the Mississippi blues tour, you know, where you go down and just see where the birthplace, you know, go down to Clarksdale and the whole thing. And I know some people down that way. So, um, I basically just want to go drop the tailgate and play out the back of my truck. And that's kind of like a crazy idea, but that, you know, it, something else may come along. That's a little more together and a little more traditional tour or the, something may pop for the band, you know, and we, we end up doing that, but that's kind of my love idea right now is that I just want to take that tour and, 
you know, drop the back of the Land Cruiser and just, uh, you know, play the guitar and sing for people and, and just see what they think, you know. Um, so that's the plan uh, coming forward and, you know, having the record out. And then, uh, you know, the writing process for me, strangely enough, um, usually when I, right, right now there's no writing, right? Because I finished the record and I, I kind of look at it as like, you know, like uh, I think the Buddhists say, you know, you've got the, these ideas are like basically flying through the air, right? You know, and, and, it, and they just come down and they, they, two people will have the same idea at the same time. And, you know, New York City and a guy in Tokyo, right? But yeah, why is that? Yeah. Because these ideas are just floating around in the air, right? And, and we're both like, hey, you know, a long time ago, I wrote a song called Black Hole, you know, and I was like, this is so cool. I had this idea of a relationship, it, like, don't suck me in, Black Hole. And it was a great song. And literally, like, two weeks later, Soundgarden released Black Hole's Son, you know? So, like, things like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, okay, you know. And then it was like, oh, yeah, like, Black Hole Son. I was like, no, not really, you know. But, um... So for me, the ideas are out there. You know, you're just kind of waiting for them to come and grab you. But I find that, again, going back to your point about deadlines, if if you're saying like, okay, I got to make a record. So one one record a year has always been my goal, and that's been pretty consistent for the last six years with Strange Magic, which is which is good. And you know, no small feat. I, you can imagine how the Beatles and the Stones would put out, you know, two three albums a year. You know, it's like crazy. I mean, the productivity of these guys, or even Jimi Hendrix. You know, what he accomplished. In four years of his life is insane you know um but uh uh when i kind of make that goal for myself then the melodies kind of start flowing in so i have an iphone i record the melody on the iphone and usually the melody comes with kind of a lyric idea um okay. and then when i'm really lucky they flow they come in dreams so a lot of times i'll just dream the entire song it's really weird um, there's a song called um, uh, Tokyo Time Bomb on on the the twenty on the 2020 records 2020 it might be on I think it's on uh, Channel T and you know th that whole record the whole idea the concept everything I didn't even know why I was writing Tokyo Time Bomb because I was singing it in the dream and then I googled it and I realized that it it was a song about like demographics in Tokyo and, and how, you know, they're not having babies anymore and how it's a, it's a demographic time bomb because their, their, their social security is drying up because there's no young people to support this, the old people. So, <laughs> and they've, they've shut off their flow of immigrants in, in, uh, in Japan. Yeah. So, yep. you know, it's like, uh, it, it's, it's, it was just, you know, you dream these things and you're like, I don't know what the hell it is. And then, so I ended up writing a song <laughs> and basing it around that, you know, idea. But you never know where they're going to come. You never know. Well, t tell us about Dose of Love. We're going to play this here in a few moments. Ooh, yeah. That's a total lockdown tune, man. I mean, that, um, there's a line, and, you know, I've been stripped to the bone. I can't make it on my own. Won't you call me on the phone? I need a dose of love. But just feeling like, you, we, you know, I, again, I live in the East Village. We were getting sirens every 10 minutes coming through. We had people dying like flies here. And, uh, you know, it was being in the harsh reality of COVID. Um, and and it was it was rough, man. You know, a lot of old people went down. I had uh, my friend Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne died. Wow. Um, you know, 40 some years Holy old. Smokes. He wrote Stacy's Mom. Yes. And uh, that, you know, that thing you do, he's a super talented songwriter. 
Um, so, you know, sadly, COVID took took a lot of people. You know, and it is continuing to take a lot a lot of people. Um, but the uh, th th that's how I felt. And and one of my friends uh, is an EMT, and he was one of the guys at uh, you can. I don't know if you can hear that horn, but that's New York City. There's a <laughs> yes, siren going. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. You get a little excitement on the on the backside. Uh, but one of my friends is an EMT in New York, and he got put on the on like the shift. Uh, you know, they were all every the hospitals were overrun, and it was everybody was freaking out, and they so he was brought into the hospital to basically take the body bags and put them in freezer cars. So he said that they were just piling up body bags in like storage closets. In it, um, where he wasn't at NYU, it was like one of the hospitals. Probably, let's call it NYU for like you know. But um, just incredible stuff. So that that line about you know uh, 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 what is it? It's um, uh, I threw out uh, something about throwing out the bloody uniform. I need a dose of love. You know, it's it's in the last chorus. Um, that's him. You know, that's about him throwing out the bloody uniform. So, uh, well, we are, we so are anyway. going to, we are going to go to this track. Um, I, I really appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, man. It's really nice to meet you. I hope to make it to Kansas soon. Uh, you, I do. you, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I, you no, don't want to do I, that. I, I'd rather come out to New York and, 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 and see you rather than you come here. Well, you know, in my, my, my uh, <laughs> My great grandparents were in uh, were in uh, Missouri, so there was probably some kind of Missouri Kansas kind of Hatfield and McCoy shit going on. In yes, our yes. <laughs> well, uh, well, we're gonna go to this track. I appreciate you being with us, and we'll be in touch. Thank you, my friend. Love, love to talk to you again. Thanks a lot, brother. Have Thank you, man. One. There he goes. That's strange magic, and it's dose of love, and it's hopefully. I always love all this. You 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 gotta you gotta do all the shenanigans when it comes to all this stuff. And uh, strange magic coming up here on our big broadcast. Dose of love. <laughs>
Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.